Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome back to Energy Analyst Talk. Today's episode features Linda Giesecke, who will provide an update on oil demand's recovery from COVID-19. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jake. It's a pleasure to be back. The last time we two did a podcast was in April, and at that point, we discussed the pandemic's effect on oil demand. A few months have passed since then. You're right, Linda. It's been about three months since you and I first discussed the effect on oil demand, and the worst does seem to be behind us. Unfortunately, however, we're still seeing a rising number of cases in some regions. So how has oil demand responded during this time frame? Well, globally, we estimate that demand hit a bottom of about 76 million barrels per day in April. So that was a steep loss from about 100 million barrels per day. But the recovery over the last two months has actually been quite robust. This isn't surprising as countries began to ease out of lockdown in May. Mobility and unfortunate traffic congestion started to come back in May and then accelerated in June. So this uptick in mobility occurred across all regions. The mobility in the U.S. never fell as low as in Europe, and it started to come back a bit earlier. But then Europe and India added to that momentum starting in about mid-May. You mentioned mobility. What about fuel demand itself? Okay, so the latest incoming data are showing the same type of recovery. We break out our analysis by product and then also by country, so we're constantly monitoring the demand data as it becomes available. India, for example, reported a strong recovery in fuel demand from April to May, and Chinese demand continued to ramp up as well that month. Then there's the U.S., where gasoline demand was a little less than 6 million barrels per day in April, but then averaged around 8 million barrels per day in June, according to the weekly reports from the government. That alone is a huge volume increase. In Europe, daily sales at U.K. fuel stations fell to about a third of the norm in mid-April, and they're now at roughly 75% of pre-pandemic levels in June. While the scale is not representative of the whole European region, the trend is. So what does that amount to globally? So if we pull it all together, we believe that global transport fuels, which have been the products hardest hit by this pandemic, may have recovered almost half of what they lost since hitting bottom in April. And if we sum across all products, We estimate that global demand was back near 86 million barrels per day last month. But with the rising number of COVID cases in some regions, as well as the impact that all this has had on economies, what can we expect going forward over the next two months? Well, for one, we expect more demand growth in Europe, at least for this month. After being at the world's epicenter of the pandemic in March, the number of cases continues to decline in Europe, and the pandemic there, at least, appears under control. Demand for road fuel should continue to rebound. Borders across the EU are also opening up in a patchwork fashion in time for summer holidays. Now we should also see demand strengthening in other regions. While there is the risk of COVID cases rising as lockdowns ease and social contact resumes, countries are resorting to localized lockdowns and measures which have less impact on fuel demand. That still sounds quite positive. I was expecting to hear a warning from you. I know, I know, it's coming. So as your question points out, there are a rising number of cases in the US and then in the rest of the Americas, in Asia and in Africa that are weighing on our outlook. So the economic recovery from the pandemic was already a concern before we saw this number of cases rise. It's even more so now as rising cases will slow the resumption of economic activity. So while we still expect a recovery in demand in July and in August, the month-on-month gains will be slower. 
So when it comes to the monthly gain in demand, we probably reached a pinnacle in June. So what specifically should we be watching as we go into the second half of the year? First off, I'd probably look at the U.S. as the COVID pandemic is now flaring up in the South and the West. So the key states are Texas, Florida, and California, and they're all grappling with rising cases and a rising positive rate. So as the states in the Northeast continue to ease out of lockdown, we're seeing the rise in mobility stall in other parts of the U.S. Texas is an example where Google's index for retail and recreation has actually dipped since late June. So we don't expect full lockdowns to be reinstated, but state governors and city mayors are slowing down reopenings or enforcing other social distancing guidelines, and that will stall the recovery in these subregions. So you asked what we should be watching, and it's the mobility trends in these three heavily populated states, as they rank as the top three states in terms of U.S. gasoline demand, and they usually account for about a quarter of the U.S. total. Yeah, it does make the U.S. recovery seem much less steady. Yeah, yeah, and you also raised the point about the economy. So the continued recovery in U.S. jobs over the coming months will be key. The unemployment rate, which I think was reported on Friday, was 11% in June, which is much better than what we saw in April, but still a concern. Of the jobs originally lost, many were in the service industry. Leisure and hospitality, which is a sector that includes restaurants, lodging, tourism, entertainment, that sector was very hard hit. A rising case count will slow the rebound in this sector, and that has repercussions for the rest of the economy and thereby also transport fuels, whether it's gasoline or diesel. Any other regions? Well, we're also watching Asia, primarily because we don't believe that apparent demand in China is as high as has been reported. The mobility data suggests that intracity traffic is close to last year's levels in June, but long distance travel which includes highway passenger and freight traffic, is far from a full recovery. In addition, the recent increase in new cases in Beijing has led to a strengthening of containment measures in that city and greater vigilance across the whole country. Now, elsewhere, COVID cases are also rising in countries such as India, Pakistan, Indonesia, the Philippines. Now, these new hotspots, India is the one to watch. Mobility is still rising since lockdowns were lifted, as the country is now taking a more focused approach to contain the virus. But India's transport fuel demand is currently at about 70% of year ago levels, and its recovery will be more gradual than the recovery seen in other Asian countries. And the last region that we're really looking at is Latin America, as it has now become the epicenter of the pandemic. It is not only hitting Brazil, but also Mexico, Argentina, and Colombia. Economic activity is picking up slowly there compared to healthier regions. And even by the fourth quarter, Latin American fuel demand will lag well below last year's levels. That sounds like a sobering point as we look to the end of the year. What else will hold back global fuel demand from a full recovery by year end? We've discussed the continued challenge of controlling the pandemic that could stall the rise in mobility. And along with that comes a fear of contagion, which will exist until a vaccine comes out. Then there's the economic effect as regions grapple with this COVID-induced recession. We're also considering structural changes as working from home and corporate e-meetings are becoming more prevalent, reducing the need to commute or travel for business trips. All of these factors affect mobility and they thereby affect um, demand for transport fuels. But the main delay we believe will be in jet fuel demand. 
It is in a class of its own when it comes to recovery. How is that? Well, globally, jet fuel demand was down 70% or 5 million barrels per day in April when you compare that to the norm. And demand was almost as low in May. June saw some gains in the US and possibly Asia, but global jet fuel demand was still much lower than usual. So if we still think the outlook will improve in the coming months, but jet's recovery will lag that of gasoline and diesel. Business travel, for example, is not returning, and that affects the business model of major airlines. Borders are opening, but also closing in patchwork fashion, often with little advance notice, and that makes it hard for airlines to pin down international schedules and for passengers to plan ahead, let alone want to travel. So in part, this is all understandable given the uncertainty of how this pandemic is evolving. But it becomes a major reason why we don't have total oil demand back at 100 million barrels per day by year's end. If, for example, global jet fuel demand is still down 15% during the fourth quarter compared to pre-pandemic levels, that alone is about a million barrels per day from a fuel that makes up only a small portion of global oil demand. And if jet fuel demand were to be down 25%, that alone is almost 2 million barrels per day. Compared to the huge loss in total demand that we saw in April, that may not sound like much, but I sense the warning. It's emblematic of the challenges that the oil market will face through the end of this year as it adjusts to weaker consumption. Thanks, Linda, for participating in the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.